This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. I've been spending a good deal of time in this space talking about money and ways in which people could find self-sufficiency and agency without getting to the root cause, which is an impoverished mind. And so today I want to spend a little bit of time talking about what poverty actually does to the mind because having lack, having uh, no money, or having very little money, being stressed out about money has a real impact on your ability to think clearly. And so today I want to talk about a couple of studies. One was done by behavioral scientist Anuj Shah. He did this at the University of Chicago. And he found that the lack of money makes it hard for people to think. Now, that's deep, right? A lot of times people think that people are poor. Uh, people who are poor are not smart. They're just not smart with money. They don't, they're not good with math. And poverty is a cycle, and it is. But the, the notion of poverty actually keeps you in a place where you can't think clearly because your brain is actually working overtime trying to figure out how to get money how to figure out how to pay your bills. So someone who is impoverished is not that they're not smart, is that they lack, he or she lacks the ability or the bandwidth to think beyond their lack. The focus is the lack, not ways in which to get out of the lack because it's imminent. According to Shah's study, he shows that low-income people think about finances far more than wealthy people. One of his tests for this theory was to ask poor people and wealthy people to recall a word list. So for people who are wealthier, when they saw words like groceries, utilities, and bills, those words felt random to them. So it's like groceries, all right, that's food, that's how I get my bills. Um, okay, things I have to pay, utilities, okay. They didn't see them as part of a whole. But when poor people saw the words groceries, they thought money. I need money for groceries when they saw utilities. Uh, how late is my bill? I need money for utilities. That reminded them of money. And bills, of course, lack of money. And so they may say, well, I only saw the word money, even though none of these individual items were related for the wealthy people. For the poor people, all of it came back to a lack. Research has shown that poverty is such a burden on the brain that it is like losing 13 IQ points or an entire night's sleep. On the flip side, getting rid of debt takes a weight off your mind that clears up cognitive functions. So if you, for example, Robert Smith, cleared the student loan debt of those 400 beautiful men at Morehouse uh, this past, in 2019, during the graduation cycle, right? And while people celebrated this, what he has done, not just delivering uh, a windfall for these young men, but also he might have the reverberative effect of that. We should probably do a couple of podcasts on it. But on the mindset, it probably lessened anxiety, made, made most of those men um, come up with better choices, right? Because they no longer have to think about, I got to take this job to pay off these loans, or I'm forced into this particular field because I have to pay back these loans. But now their whole lives open up and they can think more clearly about a host of things. And according to a study at the National University of Singapore Social Service Research Center, they took a look at low-income people who unexpectedly had portions of their long-running mortgage, utility, and municipal debts paid down by charity. And the research from this test, uh, well, first they tested participants before 
and they tested them after their windfall on their ability to spot matches and mismatches. So it was given a, like a really simple test. And the recipients who uh, the recipients were also tested for generalized anxiety disorder and their ability to make more beneficial financial decisions. And the study found that the average error rate, so they took the test before and they took it after. After the, the error rates fell to 4%. So of the participants, they only got 4% of the questions wrong after the debt was paid down compared to 17% error rate beforehand. And the proportion of participants showing generalized anxiety disorders went from 78% beforehand to 53% after their debt was relieved. Numbers of people showing the so-called present bias, which favors instant gratification, right? So they, they also studied that people who were impoverished tended to, you know, go shopping for things they didn't need, tended to, you know, look for the instant gratification because the bandwidth, again, was so limited to think, uh, is this a good decision for me? Is this going to help me get out of my situation? Is this going to put me in a position to win? Nope, they just did what they felt like they wanted to do. It was impulsive. They found that the number of these present biases uh, that favored instant gratification dropped to 33% from 44%, which showed in the study that their impulse control had improved. The university's uh, leading scientist on this said that her name is Dr. Ong Wang Yang. I know I'm probably saying that wrong. Ong Ong Kwai Yang, I guess that's Kwai Yang, said that the findings show that the cost of being poor aren't measured on a balance sheet, duh. She said, um, our study shows that because debt impairs psychological functioning and decision-making, it would be extremely challenging for even the motivated and talented to escape poverty. So it's not your fault if you're in a cycle of poverty. It's not your fault because you're not thinking clearly and it's not your fault that you're not thinking clearly because the brain goes into a, a kind of protective mode and all it does is focus on the, on the problem, not on the solution. And it focuses on feeling good, not on how it could, you know, get itself out of the situation. It is a knee-jerk reaction, but we have to be mindful. Poverty causes something called a bandwidth tax, which saps your mental resources, impairs cognitive ability, and causes counterproductive behavior, which actually perpetuates and keeps the poverty going. So I'm going to say this. If you have people in your life who are in a cycle of poverty, or if you're in a cycle of poverty, and you're listening to this podcast or share it, share it with somebody that you might think needs to hear this. This can be solved. This chain can be broken. And it can be broken by just taking a pause. And I know it sounds simplistic, but taking a moment every day. And there have been several podcasts where I talked about, you know, the process to get to agency, which I think is a really powerful process, a really powerful podcast series. I did a two-part series on that, on how to have financial freedom. But to even get there, you have to deal with your thinking. And that means you have to be cognizant, conscious that if you are impoverished, if your bills at the end of the month exceed your income, you are not in a mind to get out of this. So you're going to have to take a pause and start to write down every single thing, make your budget, stay within it. If you feel like, you, oh, man, I work hard, I'm going to party don't do it. You know, you have to be self, self-motivated self and self-disciplined to stop yourself from doing these things because it is natural. It is natural for you to go and buy things when you don't have it, when you're already poor. It, it looks crazy from the outside. It looks crazy. But science has proven that your brain is not functioning at its optimum. And so you have to get ahead of yourself. And one way is to consolidate your debt. 
pay off as much as you can and have a plan for it. Chris Hogan has an incredible couple of books, actually, Everyday Millionaire, and he has another great book, Chris Hogan, Retire Inspired. It's not an age, it's a financial number. It's real practical uh, ways to put yourself in a position to win. But the book that really had a really impactful um, the book that really had an impact on my finances and the way that I was thinking about money, and this will help people who are finding themselves in this kind of um, in poverty, uh, poverty mindset, because you don't know that you're in it, right? So you got to trick yourself. The book that changed my financial life, one of, the, one of them, and I went on a journey, which is a, another thing. Where you put your time and energy is where you're going to find your riches or your frailties, right? So if you spend a lot of time on entertainment, then you're going to be spending a lot of money. If you spend a lot of time reading books or reading financial books, guess what's going to happen? Uh, you are what you eat. Okay, so if you're consuming a lot of trash, you're going to have trash out. And if you're consuming a lot of things that are inspiring you and empowering you, and if you're listening to this podcast, I'm assuming you're on that path, and thank you for being here, um, you're going to find a different result. So the book that really changed my life was The Automatic Millionaire, which was a book by David Bach. And what this did for me in just really simple terms was that it taught me to put things on automatic. So, for example... Um, I was at Bank of America at the time and, it, and they had automatic bill pay, which, you know, some of you pay your bills by check. Some of you have your money snatched out uh, from your account, from your different um, bills, that you know, whether it's your insurance or what have you. But to set it up for yourself, first of all, gives you a really mindful control over your money, but also you get to look at it every single day. So I was every single day in my bank account and I was never surprised. Because this forced me every day to look at what was coming out. I knew that I had to budget because I had set up automatically for everything to come out automatically. And first of all, I didn't think about it. I would pay myself and not think about it um, because that's the other thing. You got to have your emergency fund, but it's not going to happen if you are reliant on yourself to do it because if you are impoverished, if you are spending more money than you're making, if your bills exceed your income, you're not going to be of the mindset just physiologically to put money aside. So I, I set up a $50 bond account with Treasury Direct, and it was really hard for me to reverse it when I needed the money. And that was the other thing. So I made it hard for me to, to break some of the, you know, the, the money. I, I set up CDs. There's a penalty for breaking those. So there would be a pain point for me breaking them. But I would put it at an amount that I knew that while I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to um, put that money aside. I had to, right, for my own financial freedom. And um, over time, as I started making more money, uh, things got better. But to to stop being in a place of lack, you have to take stock of where you are and actively do something different. So my recommendation for the week is to get The Automatic Millionaire, which is a book by David Bach, Put yourself on um, on automatic so you're not thinking. And guess what will happen? Some changes will happen. But let me know. Check me out on Twitter, at Karen Hunter. Um, hashtag podcast if you have any questions because I'm answering questions on Sunday. And a lot of you seem to have a lot of them. So I'm looking forward to all my Sunday podcasts because I'm stockpiling them now. Um, but if you know someone who is struggling with uh, poverty and it's a cycle Get them this book as a gift, but you know, share this podcast because it's free. All right, uh, till next time.